0: hey what's going on people welcome to strange talk with doc hope everything's going good with you and i hope everything's going good with yours we just had super bowl sunday we're going to definitely get into that but as the title states people want to hear need to hear bullshit nonsense and stupidity and if you try to come off as being real or doing a real type podcast or vlog you take the chance of being ignored and you have to understand that that's fine you can be ignored by the masses because you're not looking for popularity per se you're looking for quality you want to be proud of the product that you're putting out Uh, are you just doing it to maintain some form of image because my thing is this i could sit here all day and take the super bowl and make it about rihanna pregnancy asap rocky but that's bullshit you know i could talk nonsense about just wanting to be a hot topic person and come up with something that's anti-homosexual anti-black woman just for popularity but would that represent who i really am at my core no people don't want to hear anybody for per se and it or it is very hard to get a form of popularity or even a lot of subscribers likes and shares. if you deal with serious subject matters and we have to take that into hand. It's a sign of the times. Uh, Do I want people to enjoy my podcast? Yes, I want people to enjoy it. But I also deal with news topics. I deal with sports. So dear and I deal with people who have passed away. So when you bring up these subjects, there's not going to be a lot of joking and laughing and, and lollygagging around. I mean, you got serious shit that you got to talk about. And I, you know what? I take, I side on being real. I side on being honest. I don't care about mass appeal. If it appeals to people, it appeals to people. If people say they are turned off by it, I can live with it. So Just once again, because I'm going to keep this really short, people want to and need to hear bullshit. They don't want to adult at all. They want to hear nonsense. They want to hear who's dating who, who wore what, who's getting high, who's fucking up, what's more hood than hood, who's a punk, who's a coward, who's a sissy, all that kind of bullshit, stupidity. And if you want to be real about a subject matter and you don't want to just be a hot take type person, you risk the chance of being ignored. And with that being said, I'm just going to move on because there's nothing further I really need to get into there. So we had these earthquakes in Turkey and they also hit Syria and the death toll has reached over 36,000 human beings plus another 80,000 plus human beings have been injured. Uh, my heart goes out to that region. My heart goes out to those people. I don't care about their politics. I don't care about any of that bullshit. These are human beings. Their lives touch other people's lives. We don't know if they're providers and they're going to be believe- leaving behind little children who now have to fend for themselves. wish Turkey's government does the best that they can to heal their people in this trying time pure god the dove dave from de la soul passed away at the age of 54 years old if you don't know de la soul i'm gonna give you just two or three songs that you can go and check them out a roller skating jam called saturdays and me myself and i he also dove dave was also on a guerrilla song i don't know the name of that song but it was a very popular song you can go check that out uh de la soul was a beautiful group they were different they wasn't gangster all hip-hop wasn't gangster back in the day some dudes were the cool dudes uh tribe called quest far side uh de la soul these were dudes who didn't sport all the big jewelry they wore different hairstyles They rapped about different things. They were mellow, you know, like Q-tip was. Uh, I think a lot of people will enjoy De La Soul. I I consider them to be a legendary group. And I say rest in peace to this young man. He had heart trouble. And if you're having heart problems, man, do everything the doctor tells you to do. Take your medicines. Try to control your diet. uh, Try to get some exercise in if you can. And I wish you a long and healthy life. Burt Bacharach, the legendary composer, six-time Grammy Award winner, three-time Academy Award winner, he died at the age of 94. I have to admit, I had shorted Burt Bacharach, big time. I thought he was only really linked up with uh, what's Whitney Houston's aunt, uh, Dionne Warwick. But I found out that I was wrong. I mean, this dude made hits like Don't Make Me Over what the world needs now is love he wrote alfie the look of love i say a little prayer do you know the way to san jose walk on by teardrops keep falling on my head close to you one less bell to answer a house is not a home he wrote Arthur's theme always there to remind me that what friends are for on my own And if anyone had a heart, I mean, this dude was a beast of a composer, writer. I mean, these are some legendary songs. And I just gave you maybe 10 to 15 songs that you could check out Bill Bacharach for yourself. And if you think that I'm wrong, you hit me up and you let me know if you think he's not legendary. So seven more Memphis cops are now under investigation in the connection of the death of Tyrese Nichols and that brings the total up to 13. 13 people from one police department are now up under investigation, and five or six of them are facing uh, criminal charges. Uh, there's no way that CJ Davis should be still in control of this Memphis Police Department. I don't know what she has on the mayor. I don't know what their relationship is. I'm not gonna speculate, but you know what? Fish rides from the head down. She's the head of the fish, so she should suffer also. We have had a thing going on, uh, and it's not just America. This is global, and it's very disheartening. It makes me piss the fuck off because it doesn't make sense. We got mass layoffs and downsizing all over tech and industries that some of them seem to be making tons of money. Dell, over 6,600 employees. To be laid off. FedEx, ten percent of their employees. PayPal let go of two thousand employees. Goldman Sachs, three thousand employees. Phillips, six thousand employees. Lamb Research Corporation, thirteen hundred employees. Vacasa, thirteen hundred. Best Buy, Goodyear Tires, both over five hundred employees. Dow Chemicals, over two thousand employees. Amazon, eighteen thousand. I didn't say that wrong. Amazon, 18,000. Amazon, which makes hand over fist. I mean, how is this going to reflect in their delivery service? How is this going to reflect in their time of deliveries of products? Hasbro, 15% of their global employees. SAP, 2,800 employees. IBM, 3,900 employees. 3M, 2,500 employees. Alphabet, which is Google. The search engine I use the most, 12,000 employees. Microsoft, 12,000 employees. Something has to be done about this one. The Senior Bridge Home Care, which is Humana, over 1,200 employees. Morgan Stanley, 1,600 employees. DoorDash, 1,200 employees. H&M, 1,500. Disney, 7,000 employees disney makes hand over fist so this is not to be understood and yahoo is set to release more than 20 percent of their global staff yahoo already stinks other than having a great homepage, their articles are bad so what is going to be the service that they're going to provide how bad is it how many times if you hit on a link to a yahoo looking for a picture or a link to a video that they said they had and it wasn't there so I only expect Yahoo to get worse. Jerry the King Lawler suffered a massive stroke. Thankfully, he is out of the ICU, and he's set to return to his home for rehabilitation. Jerry has brought a lot of joy to a lot of people for many years. We're talking over maybe 40 40 years or four or five decades. Uh, I don't like to see these older gentlemen get in the ring anymore. And I'm not mistaken. Jerry did have a match within the year 2022. And I wish Jerry nothing but success. I mean, Jerry's had the one air heart attack. Now he had a massive stroke. I wish that he takes care of himself, that he goes on to live the rest of his life as healthy as humanly possible, and that he recovers from the stroke that leaves him with no long-term disabilities, like loss of uh, a side of his body or anything like that we had a ufc card this weekend uh this was a pretty damn good card i cannot complain islam matcha fought alexander bokolowski and uh islam won by unanimous decision uh this was one of those fights at the end of the day if somebody was rooting for bochalowski and thought that he won three games three rounds to two uh i can't really argue with you there uh i thought this was the fight of the night and when you get two guys who were champions like these two gentlemen are. They should be in a fight of the night. They didn't bore you. I mean, they went at it hardcore. Alexander actually wrestled a lot with Islam, which shocked me. I mean, it was just good. Yari Rodriguez beat Josh Emmett, and he won the interim title, which is actually Alexander Bogolowski's title, but he won this with a second-round submission, a triangle choke josh was too much of a veteran to be getting set up by this uh triangle we you could see it coming if you're a fan of ufc you've seen this coming and he still got caught in it which proves that Jari Rodriguez's skill set is pretty damn high jack della maddalena beat randy brown in the first round with a rear naked choke but this was be after He had landed a blow that made Randy Brown faceplant. Randy didn't give up until he absolutely had to. Randy Brown is a beast. I have nothing but respect for his skill set also. I mean, usually when a person faceplants after getting punched, their lights go out. I don't know how the hell his lights stayed on, but he was in no position to really defend himself. So you knew inevitably he was going to be tapped out. Justin Taffer. Defeated Parker Poser in the first round via knockout. Jimmy Crude and Alonzo Middlefield went to a draw. You don't get too many draws in the UFC, but this was a good fight by two big men. I mean, they were gassing out at times, but they gave the best that they can, and it was actually a draw. Middlefield had a point taken from him in the second round, or he would have had the victory uh there were some other pretty good fights on the card but that's all i really want to talk about in this particular card there's another card coming up next week it's going to be from the apex center by the way this card that we just talked about was from pert amboy that crowd was on fire they was out of control i don't understand the europeans with all their chance they have seemed to have a chance for every single thing that is going on in front of them it probably would be fun to be in a foreign crowd in and arena so that you can hear this live and in person, but it was enjoyable. I guess they're part of the show too. Like I said, there's a card coming up this week and it's going to be from the apex center. It's going to be uh, on ESPN plus the main event is going to be Aaron Bansfield versus Talia Santos. It was supposed to be Marlon Vera versus Corey Sanhagen but that was moved to the card that's going to be coming up in San Antonio. Uh, on this card, you're going to have Jordan Wright. You're going to have uh, OSP, Oven St. Prude is going to be on this card. Uh, Jim Miller is going to be there on this card. So it should be an interesting card. Gerald Maschetreff is going to be on this card. Now, in Oklahoma, a high school basketball game ended with a score of four to two. Did I stutter? A high school basketball game between Waterfoot and Andadarko ended in a score of four to two. This is New Mexican State high school basketball. These, for all intents and purposes, look like very normal children normal high school kids this was not a special ed or a game between wheelchair people this was not a game between uh artistic kids this is high school students four to two how the hell two coaches would allow their teams to literally go a half of scoring only two points to zero makes no sense in modern times. I mean, they held, stalled, passed the ball around, and dribbled. Literally, these are eight minute quarters. So that's 32 minutes for a grand total of six points. Why the crowd didn't just get up in unison and leave, I do not understand. I understand school spirit, I understand that. You had cheerleaders. You had a nice-sized crowd. It wasn't like they were even playing in front of an empty gymnasium. There were people there who witnessed this. Why did he not get up once again? And this is rhetorical. I will never understand. This week, we had LeBron James pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record with thirty-eight thousand three hundred and eighty-eight points and counting. So, LeBron, congratulations on being the scoring king. It's amazing that LeBron passes the scoring king title. And since then, he can't play basketball. Since then, he's at the Super Bowl. Since then, he's just here, there, and everywhere collecting flowers, but not sitting on the bench and going in a game where people pay their hard fucking earned money. To see people like him play it's not going to be a lot more games on lebron's schedule he's supposed to play as many as he can if he's really a man of to people because the thing is you don't know what a person does to save to see their favorite players and say they take their children this is a some people this is going to be a once in a lifetime experience four five six hundred dollars to go to the game between dinner and parking and gas and maybe a new outfit and you buy your kids stuff from the concession stand and then you find out that the top two or three players in the game are not even participating because they need a night off when all they work is 48 fucking minutes a night, I mean, come on, people. NBA's got to do better by his fans. So the Lakers finally got rid of Russell Westbrook. They got D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, Well, Jared Vanderbilt actually went to the Jazz. This was like a three-team deal. Timberwolves received Mike Connolly and some second-round picks. Uh, I wish Russell Westbrook nothing but the best. I think this dude gives his all all the time. He doesn't rob people. He's one of those dudes who actually shows up and goes out and plays basketball as he's paid to do. No matter what team he's on, he doesn't take time off unless he's truly, truly injured. So he doesn't screw people around if you came to see russell westbrook and you expect to see him on the court you will see russell westbrook on the court and 13 time all-star kevin durant and t.j warren were traded to the suns from elite bridges Jai crowder cam johnson four first round picks and a pick swap so brooklyn no longer within a less than a week span got rid of kevin durant and Kyrie urban That team is now what I would consider to be gutted. Uh, The Nets have went from a team that could have competed in the playoffs to a team that has no chance. If worse comes to worse, they might even fall down to a play in team or worse. It depends on how many games that they can win with this matchup team. Uh, I'm sure. The coach was like, damn, man, I just had Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons, who's been a waste of space and time, and now I'm stuck with Malik Bridges and Jal Crowder. No disrespect to them, but they're not Kevin Durant, and they're not Kyrie Irving. So Zion Williams has re his hamstring injury. He's going to miss multiple weeks. This guy is often injured since the day he walked in the league. I wish Zion the best, but damn, man, I wish he could turn it around and and make that Pelicans thing something. In the beginning of the season, the Pelicans was kicking ass and taking names and they looked like an aggressive young team that were putting some people on notice. And it seems like that's all disappeared because it all relies on Zion. CJ McCallum's a great basketball player, but he needs the help of Zion Williams if they're going to do anything. And now let's hope that he can come back from this hamstring injury at full strength, wait till he's full strength for once and get his ass on the court and let him be serious about his business. He's got to look at the NBA as a businessman. I mean, his family's probably already changed from the money he made, but Zion has the ability to maybe become a billionaire with the popularity and the freakish look of his body on an NBA court but he's got to be on the NBA court to make these kind of things come true. So we got some games coming up. NBA. You got the Nuggets versus the Heat tonight. You got the Lakers versus the Trailblazers. Do not pretty much expect LeBron to be playing in Portland tonight. I doubt it seriously if he does. Tuesday, you got the Celtics versus the Bucks. Two of the best teams in the East. You got the Warriors versus the Clippers. There will be no Steph Curry. Steph Curry is injured. And with the Clippers, you never know when they're going to give George and Kawhi Leonard a break. If you tune into the game, no Steph Curry, no Kawhi, no Paul George, don't even bother watching. Wednesday, you got the Cavs versus the 76ers. You got the Jazz versus the Grizzlies. Thursday, you got the Clippers versus the Suns and the Bucks versus the Bulls and then that is it because people we enter nba all-star weekend in utah a state that i lived in my brooklyn black ass lived in utah for 18 months back in the day i lived in clearfield slash ogden utah which is not very far from salt lake city i've been to plenty jazz games because what else was there to fucking do i learned to ski in utah not greatly. I'm not going to sit here and bullshit you, but I can stand up and at least do baby slopes and not break my neck. OK, so Friday, we got the rising star game Saturday. We got the skills competition, three point competition and the dunk contest. Let's wish for the best for the dunk contest. And then Sunday, you got the NBA all star game. Okay, seven-time Pro Bowl wide receiver, A.J. Green, a dude who didn't make a lot of mess. He didn't speak a lot. He didn't seem to get into any trouble. He had an outstanding career. He was retiring after 12 seasons. Patrick Mahomes won his second MVP trophy at the NFL Honors. The coach of the year was Brian Debo. Geno Smith was your comeback player of the year. Your offensive player of the year was Justin Jefferson. Your defensive player of the year was Nick Bosa. Your rookies of the year, both from the Jets, was Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, and Sauce Gardner, cornerback. The NFL man of the year was from my Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott. The FedEx Air and Ground Plays of the Year was Joe Burrow, the quarterback of the Bengals, and Josh jacobs running back for the raiders the 2023 hall of fame class which once again does not uh include darren woodson i don't understand who's not pushing for woodson to be on the hall of fame as far as I'm concerned, Darren Woodson is a great NFL player. He's in the Cowboy Arena honor. And I don't know what he has to do to get in the fucking Hall of Fame, but he's not. But let me tell you who your class of 2023 is. It's Rondé Barber for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Darrell Reeves, who played for the Jets and the Patriots. Joe Thomas, who played for Cleveland Browns. Zach Thomas, who was mostly known for playing for the Dolphins. DeMarcus Ware, who played for my Dallas Cowboys, and also the Denver Broncos, where he won a Super Bowl. Don Coriel, coach, contributor, who created Air Correale. Chuck Holley, old linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. He came in through the seniors. Joe Kleckle, a Jet, and I believe he might have also played for the Patriots. He also came through the senior. Ken Riley, also through the senior now let's talk super bowl the super bowl commercials it was nothing to shout about nothing that really made me try to remember anything outstanding i'll let another show tell you how great the super bowl commercials was but there was nothing that stood out to me i you know what i don't even want to talk about them i thought they were bullshit. okay super bowl halftime we had rihanna we learned a couple of things about rihanna rihanna is has no fear of heights obviously uh Rihanna and ASP Rocky who earned the name ASP Rocky because Rihanna looked very pregnant at the Super Bowl halftime show so congratulations to both of them Uh, she did very short set of popular songs so i have no problem with rihanna's halftime i mean the choreography was on point for a woman who obviously looked pregnant out there they didn't overtax her but they also made her look good i mean she was looking pretty I mean, her outfit was kicking the red with the white and the floating around uh i i have nothing but respect i mean especially since rihanna ain't been out there and the, uh, performing a lot lately I don't see why people would have any problem with it and by the way i thought that the guy who sung the national anthem did a hell of a good job chris stapleton that was a good rendition i thought sarah lee rouse rendition of lift every voice and sing was very good it was very broadway-ish now for those of you who listen to me and think that we think black people think that there's two national anthems i'm going to tell you that's bullshit is one national anthem. It is the uh, we know what the national anthem is. Lift Every Voice and Sing is not a special national anthem for black people. Black people in America who are Americans are Americans, so we fall under the same rules, regulations, constitutions, laws that everybody else. We do not have a certain special song that we sing when we get together at functions. Trust me. I'm telling you the God's honest truth. So the Super Bowl, the send of Kansas City Chiefs beat the Eagles 38-35. to 35. This was a very entertaining and fun Super Bowl to watch. I thought the Eagles was going to win this. It seemed like the Chiefs' defense could not get the Eagles off the field. They seemed to convert damn near every third down. This was the Chiefs' second Super Bowl in the last four years. And uh, this is the second time that Patrick Mahomes has won the MVP in the Super Bowl. He had a not a super Patrick Mahomes game, but a damn good Patrick Mahomes game. He was 21 for 27, 182 yards. He had three touchdowns and zero interceptions, zero fumbles. So he never gave the ball over to the Eagles defense. And let's not forget, this was the first Super Bowl. That featured two black starting quarterbacks. And let's talk about the other young black man who was in this game. Jalen Hurts went 27 for 38. He had 304 yards passing, one touchdown, zero interceptions, but he did also rush 15 times for 70 yards, three touchdowns, and one fumble. Now, that fumble was costly because that fumble was returned back for a touchdown. If the Eagles had scored at that point, I believe they were up 21-7. to I thought that they were going to score because, like I said, the Chiefs' defense at the time was not stopping anything. They could have actually went up 28-7, to and this game would have been over for all intents and purposes. It would have been over. It just seemed like that dagger that the Eagles were trying to put in the Chiefs' heart could it kept getting blocked. There were a lot of people on the Eagles' defense who, uh big names all year like Fletcher Cox and Graham, and they did nothing in the Super Bowl. Their names I don't remember really hearing their names for anything at all. Mahomes got injured. It was a scary thing. Everybody thought that he probably was going to that ankle was going to wreck him again. He used. Travis Kelsey a lot in the first half he went away from Travis Kelsey a lot in the second half and started hitting Juju Smith Schuster he also used Pacheco who was a beast Pacheco was uh I don't know if this is a one shining moment type season or he can't maintain this but I thought Pacheco was damn good he rushed for about 70 yards uh you know Patrick and Andy Reid and uh I believe uh, a defensive coordinator must have made some adjustments at halftime because they went and they held the ball and they outscored. They outscored the Eagles in the second half. And the Eagles were one of those teams who dominate you the first two quarters. And they did just that again. It was the same as it ever was, like every game this season. Uh, it could not have happened to a better team that the Eagles lose the Super Bowl because I'm a Cowboy fan. So I have a particular hate for the Eagles. I mean, I've been to Philadelphia a, a lot of times. It's a weird ass city. There's no denying it. The black people there seem like Stepford black people, very cultish. Uh, the best thing that I say about Philadelphia is the food. I love the food. I think they got a great food scene in Center City. Uh, but it's a weird place to go. Now, the field in Arizona was very slippery turf. Too many times we've seen players sliding here, and there, and everywhere. The ground official team, the NFL commissioner, has to be able to come up with some way where they could test these painted portions of the field and make sure that this will not come into play. This could have came into play on a field goal kick, a punt, a punt return, a run where a player had open ground and they just fell. So they had to work on that. And I know Eagle fans are going to bitch and complain about James Bradbury, the 950th, the cornerbacks holding penalty against Juju Smith-Schuster on a pass that was incomplete, and they got this flag, which pretty much set up the Chiefs for the winning field goal because he passed the next down after they got the first down it was a nice run where the dude almost fucked up and slid into the end zone he should have actually ran out of bounds maybe even a yard before just so that the chief fans could relax and then they just waited out and uh waited out the clock let it run down they kicked the field goal with like four to eight seconds left and i don't know What kind of pass that was Jalen Hurts tried on the Hail Mary? It didn't seem like it went very far. Like he had no shoulder left. And it was a dud. It was a a fucking dud in the air. just fell out like one of those balloons we've been shooting down over America uh, from China. And that was it. You know, so congratulations to the Chiefs. Now, the Eagle fans. They're a real bunch of assholes turning over cars, burning up shit. Do they realize it's their city? The Eagle fans have quite the reputation and it's well-deserved reputation that dates back decades. Anytime you have to have a judge in a jail in a stadium, the old vet, people forget that? Well, I'm reminding you. They had a judge, a court, and a lockup inside the old vet stadium. Uh, uh, Eagle fans don't seem to be some of the worst behaved fans in the whole nfl i mean they booed dak for no fucking reason the man of the year award winner is announced and you boo him because he's a cowboy it's pretty classless but we expect that kind of thing from the eagles i'm not shocked i'm not surprised as how they get about go about doing business next week on my next show i'm going to deal with being heavily tattooed and doing it way before was cool, and some of the trials and errors that I experienced to get to the point that I am at now. And like I said, once again, I am very heavily tattooed, and it was way before the shit was cool, before athletes was doing it, before you had rock stars all tattooed. And there is some trials and errors. I will teach you some tricks on maintaining them, keeping them good, keeping them fresh. And pretty much that is it. Let's not forget people, don't fall into the trap of making people just hear bullshit nonsense and stupidity come out of your mouth. You better off being ignored by people than to only speak bullshit nonsense and stupidity. That's not what you wanna be known for. There's a real world going on out there and real life situations happen and they have to be addressed. It's your responsibility as an adult to be able to address real topics you can talk about nonsense there's a time and place for everything but there are times when you must speak power to truth there must be times that you must always speak the truth period and i'm going to tell you like i tell you each and every time people peace to you and peace to yours